Tonight's reading is from Mark chapter 10. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said them again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, for mortals, it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers, and sisters, mothers, and children, and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Good evening. My name's Bob, and if you don't know my story, I started July 4th uh, on a mission, and my mission is to live as a, as a nomad. I live in my car, I've slept in my tent, I had a fish house that was my version of tiny houses that God smote after living in it for 12 days. I, th I think he thought I was too comfortable. This story, this gospel story in Mark just hits home. Um, can we put uh, the slide up on the screen? I, 
today is not about me. I, I really hope there's nothing unique that I'm doing. There's nothing special. Today is really about you. How many of you feel, raise your hand, if you know what God is calling you to do? Well, darn it. Because if everybody had raised your hand, we'd be done. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have to talk. But the reality is, for me, your life circumstances, and I'll tell you what mine were. This, this story hits home partly because I lived in a half a million dollar house on Schmidt Lake, I had a company that at its height did three and a half million dollars worth of revenue, 65 employees, and I messed it up. So I failed. As part of that failure, it also rippled into my family relationships, and I ended up divorced back in June. The final part of this, and I'll have to give John Stroman credit, is the movie, gotta have a movie reference, how many of you have seen The Bucket List? Great movie about Morgan Freeman and uh, um, Jack Nicholson living out their final days. My bucket list had write a book. So part of my journey, part of my life circumstances were failed business, divorced, kids growing up, and I need to write a book. So my book became a journey of 365 days, although God stuck February 29th in there, so it'll be 366 days. But for you, as I look around, the young kids, what is God calling you guys to do? I know at your schools, you see people in pain. For some of the seniors that are retired, um, is it Walden? Weldon, who I met tonight, searching for a new church and as part of that, I hope he's found a place where you find a mission, because this is a unique place. So what are your life circumstances? That's the first question I want you to ask yourself. The second part, this didn't start for me June 4th when I got divorced. This started years ago. Every Saturday, I get together with my brothers, and it's good to see a bunch of you here. Um, we have a Bible study, 745 every morning, and I love those guys, and there's nothing that they wouldn't do for this church. Out of that group, I think everybody in that group has a calling. There's a mission that they found. So find a small group, husbands and wives. How many of you husbands pray with your wives every night? Thank you. I, I, I'm here to tell you, I don't think I'd be divorced if my wife and I had prayed together. So where do you get dwelling in the word as part of the story? It's, it's in small groups. If you don't belong to a small group, find one. Um, take it home with your family. You should be praying with your wives and with your kids. Discernment. Uh, Kirsten Kessel approached me about being part of the Partnership for Missional Church. It was the best experience because it taught me how to dwell in the word and how to find discernment. Um, without that experience, again, I don't know if I'd be here today. So what is God calling you to do? What is pulling on you in your current life circumstances that leads you to God's call? I'm glad to see my brother Don cry here because allowing yourself to be vulnerable 
came out of a chance, not a chance meeting, but a brief meeting at a caribou coffee. And as Don sat there and we talked about when you let yourself be vulnerable, God suddenly shows up. It's like Pastor Beth said, that's when God comes down. That's when he's with you. So this is my formula. If you take all of those, it equals a calling. You just need to discern what your calling is. Now I'm going to show you a few fun pictures, and then I'm going to wrap up fast. Can we put up a few slides? And these are gifts that we have received through thy bounty, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Father and the Son. This is Jim, who, uh, Sue, who's 74, and Jim, who's been homeless uh, about three years. Um, they were, we were praying before we started to eat. Um, what, I dis, what I found when I first started this journey, it was about giving up things. It was about doing what Peter said. We dropped our nets. We, we followed. We've left everything behind. Somewhere along the line, God changed my journey to how do I meet these people? How do I tell their stories? Uh, this is Josh and Lexi who lived in their blazer truck, pregnant, living in their car. Fortunately, with some help of some other people, we were able to get them some resources. They now have moved out of their car and are living in a, in a home, and they have a beautiful baby boy named Lucas. Oh, is this a video you're making? How's life? Um, I'm a little sleep deprived today. I couldn't fall asleep last night, but I'm here, and uh, I'm awake now, but uh, and I want to thank you for the meal. It was a really blessing, and I'll do my best to return the favor someday. Oh, it's that, that's Mark. He's the smartest homeless guy I've ever met in my life. Um, very bright. Um, but he has some issues, and he's still struggling, and he's still living in his car after three years. This is Mark and Margie in the background. We've got Cody, uh, Lexi, just a number of people. And what I've, what I've, where God put me was to say, get rid of your stuff. But he put me in a place where these have become my friends. We break bread together. We pray together. They text me asking for prayers. Um, you may have seen them occasionally here at church on a Wednesday evening. Jeff has been with me. Sue has been with me. Go ahead, Connor. I was all slamming to that tree, but it's looking at Oh, thank God you did. But, but God, oh, yeah, that's right. He did it for a reason. This may politically not sit well, but this is Tiffany, who's going through a transsexual uh, surgical process. But I'll tell you what, she has taught me a ton about faith. Um, she has a deep faith and believes God loves her the same as anyone else. I feel blessed because I think there are caring people that help me out and I just can't care for myself right now. 
and I've been on the street for 11 years, and I'm trying to get off it. Thanks, brother. Tell me about your faith. I'm a, I'm a Christian, I'm a Methodist, and I love life, but I just got an addiction I just can't kick. Fuck off. This is Christmas Day dinner at the Hong Kong buffet with my homeless friends. <laughs> it was a wonderful meal. My name is Rosalind Coleman. I'm with Direction Ministry. God is calling me to start a ministry in the Brooklyn Center, North Minneapolis area. My heart is for the young people and the young adults. So I'm just here spreading the gospel and silently and later on I'll go out in the street and start witnessing to souls, the wind up for the kingdom of God. <laughs> Do you plan on having a place to meet? Is I don't know. I'm just I'm just going with the flow and see what he does. And that's my thing is right now God has pulled me saying, don't follow the world, don't follow the church culture, follow the Holy Spirit. And I'm just being led by the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So what is God calling you to do? What is, what is he saying, your hands, your feet, put them to work? Um, if it's at school, if it's a social justice issue, if it's at work, there's plenty of places where you can, through a discernment process, find your place and your calling. Um, mine will end July 4th. I'm going to have a big pig roast if anybody wants to come. Um, it'll be at the rest stop with my homeless friends. But uh, um, for me, this mission started out completely different. And God turned it around on me and said, hey, Bob, there are people here. Um, treat them with compassion. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. When I'm done, I hope to publish that book. And I want every dime... I want every dime to go into a mission because this is a solvable problem. We just need to be smart about it. Thanks.